I'm Neil. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the European 2021 Championship podcast. Our very special. Very special. Oh yes, we are very special. We are back. Euro, we... Euro 2020. Yeah, I know, but yeah, but we kind of got to go with 21, haven't we? It was meant to be in 2020, but we're in 21. Mm, I know. I know. I know. We tried to hold back the year. I mean, I could say that I'm almost 36, but I just the grey hairs so don't let me get away with that. It's not that many. No. <laughs> Grecian 2000 <laughs> That's a whole new sponsor for the podcast <laughs> So yeah so Are you looking forward to it? Oh, I am actually You know it's, Yeah I am Yeah Yeah Euros are back again it's, It's got a different International football Is so much better than just club football Yeah so you know the best of the world, isn't it? It brings well, it, well uh, yeah, Europe Best of Europe Yeah Yeah, yeah we saved that for the World Cup Yeah I mean, but this this one feels different, don't it? I know because of what's happened, but it it feels different because of how it's played out now. It's not in one country like they used to, yeah. And even though a, a majority of the games, like England's three group games, are going to be played at Wembley, well, the home of football, of course. Yeah, definitely. Uh, both the uh, semi-finals are at Wembley, and the final. Interesting facts. Yeah, I know. I've got a few of them today. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so a bit of it makes me think of probably one of my favourite tournaments that I remember, which was Euro '96. Mm. Yeah, like, see, I mean, I when I don't remember '88 or '92. No. I mean, we. I, for some reason, I don't remember '92 at all. No. Um, which is odd because I remember the World Cup '1990. It may be because it's been like matches have been played a lot. Because it was, yeah, arguably one of our most successful tournaments, especially hmm. after '66 of winning the World Cup. All I remember of '88 was that <laughs> that poor excuse of a song, wasn't it? With the... Oh, uh, yeah, I remember the one, the one with Tony Adams on that uh, on that gym machine. Yeah, and doing his back muscles. He's not doing them well because he's twisting as he's <laughs> doing it. He's, he's going to pull something. <laughs> they're, they're all stood there moving a ball around yeah. like. Like yeah. some dads at, a, at your local wedding. Yeah, <laughs> everyone out with their dad dance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, poor old Ganny Lee Lineker didn't look like he was comfortable at all with that. <laughs> but we, we've spoken about footballers and singing, and uh, obviously it was probably one of the worst football songs that I can remember, and there's been a few poor ones. But yeah, I don't remember much from, obviously, 88 years, what, four? I think it's, it's hard to remember, we're now... 37 hmm. it's quite hard but 92 yeah for some reason I just don't remember it I believe we got knocked out in the uh, group stage or maybe the quarters but it is I don't remember it at all no, no, obviously 96 was the year that we remember the most yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the build up the first game I even remember the, um, the the opening of the game they had this special St George it was on a horse and trying to kill a dragon. It was really odd to watch. Well, it must have been so much better than a little car that took the ball, to the ball. into the penalty, <laughs> penalty spot, wasn't it? We'll get on to that. Yeah. That's a whole new advertisement. But, um, yeah, and the great thing about Euro 96, yeah, it was in England. Uh, Trafalgar Square was packed out through the whole tournament of people. It seemed to be a proper party summer, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. And... Um, England didn't start off 
overly great against Switzerland. We struggled a bit in that game. I believe we drew one off. Um, gave a penalty away. And then um, obviously it's the, the tournament livened up, didn't it? As we played Scotland. We hope we can have a, <laughs> a repeat of it um, next Friday. So it's always good games against Scotland, isn't it? We've had a couple of poor ones where we just didn't look like we turned up, but we won't talk about them. But no, but that that '96 one, the, the the memory I have is obviously we gave away that that penalty, didn't we? Yes, yeah. Gary McAllister steps up. Yeah. I said that great save by David Seaman. Well, apparently Yuri Geller had something to do with that. Oh, but just, did he bend some spoons? He, he bent the ball and made it go oh. towards David Seaman. Yeah. He, he actually took fame of that as well. He was on like whatever breakfast show was on the next morning talking about it and uh, he, he says it was because all the England fans wished that he'd miss and it was a it was a save yeah yeah of course I mean that yeah. man was uh, he was delusional yes yeah yeah I'd probably a lot if you're listening I'm very sorry but <laughs> I know he lives locally yeah Reading isn't it yeah 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 no um, but Euro 96 definitely had that that feel good factor that that special tournament and because we missed out on World Cup 94, I think it just gave us that boost that mm. the country needed. Um, and we probably went in with one of the one of the greatest squads going, apart from Terry Venable's only mistake that he really made. Well, two mistakes. One, he let Gareth Southgate take a penalty until he didn't take Ian Wright. Mm. I won't forgive him for that. And Gareth Southgate actually cost us that tournament. Do you know, I, I remember hearing Tony Adams uh, being interviewed about that and being asked, because uh, originally he was meant to be the uh, the fifth man, but uh, Gareth Southgate stepped up and said, oh, I'll take it, and uh, Tony Adams said, if you've got a player that feels confident to take it, you don't step in their way, and uh, I think we had a bit of a repeat of that last Sunday when England uh, played in their friendly, and Calvert-Lewin was about to take the penalty and Jordan Henson come up uh, tried playing yeah. higher rank I'm captain I'm taking it uh, which is quite worrying because he's not scored a goal for England and the last penalty <laughs> for England he fluffed it uh, but no that's football that's the, that's the thing I mean, taking a penalty is actually hard in their legs it is I, I always say a striker should be game mm. it, it, their instinct is to score from anywhere in the area. So to have a one-on-one -on -one with a keeper, I believe any real decent striker should have a good com uh, conversion rate with it. They should be hitting the target mm. at least. If keeper saves it, then well done keeper. But yeah, no, I, I, I fully believe that uh, if someone turns around and says, I'm confident to take the penalty, you've got to kind of let them go, for, go with it. And I think that's kind of what happened. But we get back onto the, the Scotland game. Yeah. So David Seaman saved that penalty. And, and what a great penalty. It, it just, I think that year he was just at his complete best as a player. I think he, yeah. Yeah, he, he was... And he was, without a doubt, one of the best keepers we've ever had for England. And we've had some good ones. I think Peter Shilton, Gordon yeah. Banks. Yeah. We've had some real top, top goalkeepers. Um, he's got to be one of the best. Definitely, definitely, he's up, he's up there. Um, of Mr. Safe Hands. See, yeah, and I, I think it shows because of how long of a period for England he was number one. 
I mean, there were some good goalkeepers that come along as well. You know, Nigel Martin for one, yeah. Tim Flowers, yeah. uh, Ian Walker, David James. They were all around in, in the 90s up to uh, the millennium and a little bit after some of them. But he kind of kept, that was his perch. You, mm. They weren't knocking him off easy. I know his last tournament was 2002 World Cup. And That's right. Kind of that Ronaldinho free kick. It's kind of potluck, but it was Ronaldinho. He, he was that type of special yeah. player. Was, there's not many players that could do that. That, that um, guy could shoot from the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think uh, as a goalie, he never let down club or country. Um, throughout his yeah, career. Yeah, great player all round. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the best England goalkeepers. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, he does a podcast as well. He's just started one for um for uh, the Euros. Perhaps listens to us. Hopefully. Yeah. We, we hashtag him on the next one. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. Mm. We get involved on that. Yeah, from one goalie to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then you had um literally it was literally a couple of minutes after that penalty, wasn't it? He kicks it up managed to find somebody onto yeah. Gaza. I believe it was onto Darren Anton to McManwam, I believe, who put the ball in towards Gaza. He probably shanked it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Gascoigne being himself, I mean, he got ridiculed by the media up to that game. Hmm. You know, the, before the tournament started, he got ridiculed by the media because of what happened in Hong Kong, what happened uh, on the flight back where um, he smashed up TVs and things like that. So the media really, like, they dug into him quite a lot and he he kind of, scoring that goal kind of put the media on the on the back ropes, didn't it? They, they just sat there and went, oh, well, that's too special. You can't keep on hammering him all the time. And he kind of got these plaudits that he well and truly deserved. On a football field, he was a genius. Um, Zeban was absolutely, yeah, absolute and I, genius. And I think if ever you want a ball to be shanked <laughs> on the field like that towards, <laughs> and someone ran onto that ball, it is a Paul Gascoigne because there's not many players in the world that would would have had the cheek or the composure to to take a lovely touch over Colin Hendry's yeah. head, who weren't a bad centre back really. He he was a Premier yeah, League was, winner. Yeah. In '95 with Blackburn, that's right. He was a strong, strong centre back and big fella as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he went little. Um, <laughs> he, he did look like he should have been an extra for Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> Mel Gibson took his role, <laughs> but he just—he was a, an absolute a genius of doing that, and then to hit that volley the way he did, you, just so smoothly and yeah. calmly, and just. Apparently he forgot his football boots that day, so he had to borrow a pair of Teddy Sheranhams. I heard that as well, yeah. Yeah, and they're a little bit too big for him. So Teddy Sheranham said, "Well, it was my boots." <laughs> I mean, you got. So did Teddy Sheranham actually score that? No, we're giving it to Gaza. Oh. <laughs> no one's taking it away for Gaza. <laughs> but yeah, the, the just the absolute class. Pure, and, yeah, absolutely pure class. And like you said about the a couple of months before. Hong Kong, yeah. the boozing and stuff, and they, you know, they were going around the cups, ripping each other's shirts. And, yeah, and it's like in this day and age, you don't see players do that. 
but and I think it, it's so much. It, it's better for them to do that. And, you know, before, yeah. especially before a big tournament like the Euros, they go paintballing or something yeah, like that. Let now, your hair, yeah, let your hair down or something. You know, and there's no harm having a couple of beers. That's and, it. It was Paul Gascoigne's birthday as well. Um, that night that they went out and they done hmm. the dentist chair, and I did hear something about. Um, I believe it was Bobby Robson who was uh, first team coach alongside Terry Venables, or one of the coaches. Mm. Don Hutchinson was another coach, and uh, Bobby Robson, uh, not Bobby Rob, Brian Robson, sorry, uh, went up to the lads and said, "Look, calm it down. There's people taking pictures. You're going to end up in the in the papers. Mm. So we we can't have that." And I've, one of the players grabbed. Brian Robson's shirt and tore it and he went oh god look at that and then it happened Teddy Sheridan's shirt was ripped to pieces it actually looked like they'd been in a massive pub bro yeah, wasn't it yeah they just went on a dentist chair and had some <laughs> the footballers are turning to hooligans <laughs> it's like that scene from my batting look with Gary Wackett <laughs> but it was that's how teams bonded mm. um, you'll see there was a few problems Tony Adams had a drink problem Paul Gascoigne's had a drink problem for years and he's been fighting these demons as well. So I think they kind of, they try to edge on that quite a mm. lot, saying, well, he's got these issues, why is he going out doing that? You've got to kind of justify they were young men. That were, exactly. They just happened at the time. You know, they just happened to be in the limelight and be professional footballers. Um, I mean, yeah, you kind of get absolutely leathered, but yeah. a couple of beers. I mean, they'd done it back in, you know, the 60s. Well, you know, you'd go to your local pub and there'd be Jeff Hurst at the bar. That's it. I mean, <laughs> players owned pubs back then, didn't they? Mm. And, yeah. I mean, I think that's where they had the, the feel of players and fans weren't distant. Yeah. Like, now, you might get the odd fans that get an autograph or stands, waits out the stadium for the cars to go past and uh, surround them, but... Back then, you used to have players that would go and see the fans, or they'd mix with fans, and I think that's the changing yeah. in ways of the professionalism and how they do things now. But come on, I mean, we was we got we got treated to Euro '96 quite well. I think it, you got go, if you finish after Scotland, and your next game is Holland. Now that Holland team that had some players, Van der mm. Sar in goal. They had uh, De Boer, uh, Overmars, um, Patrick Cliver, Dennis Burkham. You know, so many. Seedorf, I think Seedorf was in team. Egla Davids, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And it was just an unbelievable squad and, and real talents. Um, and England went and gave them probably the best game I've seen England play. Uh, competition. I think they just had a, a hell of a lot more to prove because obviously what happened mm, yeah. beforehand, the build up of that, yeah. and it was like, yeah, we may have we may have got you know done this wrong, but we will show you that we can. I think that's yeah. what they've done in the end. They showed us they they can yeah. win and got through the semi finals. I mean, yeah, that's it. It's a great achievement. It is, and uh, with this European Championships, I believe um, semi finals. It's going to be tough to get to, and you know, there's. There's always competition that's going to be hard to get to. Yeah. Because of the youth in it, I, I think the semi-finals is, is reachable and it is an achievement. I know you kind of go, oh, we're, you, you're one step away from a final, come on. But 
I think you've got to look at it realistically, a very young team with, yeah, I think the most experienced player is Raheem Sterling. And he's he's got something like I've got a note down there somewhere. Oh, get yeah. his notes out. I've got, got to get me notes out. 61 caps for Raheem Sterling. That's the most experienced player we've got. Hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more like Walker's got 55 caps. Uh, Kane's got 53 caps. And Rashford's got 40 caps. But there's the, the, the general... The, the the general part of the team and the squad is a very young squad. You've got Jude Bellingham that's gone. He's like 16, 17. Um, he's played a handful of games for England. And I, I've got to be honest, for a guy of his age, he plays with a good maturity. Yeah. And he, he, he played really well. And he's definitely a future first team player. Uh, he's, he's one of these ones that you can just go, wow. But in, this is the beauty of Euro 2020 being in 2021 these players that are in this squad who would never have been in the squad last season well yeah and obviously they, they have they've experienced winning trophies from you know yeah. from Man City Chelsea yeah. they won the That's trophies haven't they and yeah you kind of kind of look at it and go this could be a an exciting time for England it's a young nice up and coming squad yeah yeah it's good to see that the, you know we do have young players out there that have the ability to do this. That's it, and we had that lot, sort of that between two thousand two, two thousand ten, where it it seemed to be very difficult for younger players mm. to break into the team. There was usually the set mould of because you rely on Gerrard and Terry Lampard's and the Beckhams and all of them, and you know right if they were quality players. There's there's no given doubt about it. They just kind of didn't always turn up to tournaments and. There was a lot of disappointment that we went through. Um, I believe Euro 2004 was another good squad. And actually not a bad tournament. It was a shame that we went out how we went out, knowing that Sol Campbell scored a perfectly good goal with five minutes to go against Portugal. Oh, yes. He, yes. They, he said he climbed. He did, but he climbed over John Terry. In, in my eyes, <laughs> that in a foul. <laughs> He used John Terry as a stepladder. He hugged his own player. It's yeah. perfectly fine. <laughs> I remember where I was as well watching that game. I was around with friends of mine. And just as that corner went in, one of my mates sat on the remote and the TV went off. And we was all like, what, like that? And then when we got the TV back on, you see Sol Campbell running off celebrating. And I was like, ah, yes, we're going to a semi-final. And then you see it was disallowed. And you get that, mm. sort of that, that high... And then you brought back down low, and when when it was disallowed, I think you kind of you felt it in your gut. You're like, this ain't going to be our time. They should have bought VAR back in then, shouldn't See? they? See, yeah, yes, yeah. So we'd have something else to moan about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> VAR bloody R. See, VAR is a good idea. It's just executed wrongly. It's killed the game. I I truly believe they even need ex players like pros or ex-referees controlling VAR <laughs> rather than Bob the Builder or Mike the Cab Driver <laughs> turning up going, yeah, I can do that. And So what you want is you want like Gary Neville to come running down, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> no, leave Gary Neville as a pundit. I actually like him as I've, a pundit. I've just spilt my, my fluffy coffee. He <laughs> start moaning about you know, people dipping bread in oil and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. He's such a boring. You, I, I've 
I hated him as a player, respected him when he was playing for England because no doubt he was probably one of England's, in my era, consistent right back. It's um, only right back England had. Well, it was Lee Dixon, leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, the only right back England had. <laughs> um, I, I was a bit, a bit too young to remember Viv Anderson. Um, yeah. And the professional that he was, and everything you've heard of him as a player, he was Stonewall, a very good character around the dressing room. Uh, a strong professional that was really good. Played some really top sides. Uh, Forest, Man United, Arsenal, and I believe didn't he go abroad for a little while as well? I think he went out into Italy. Yeah, they, um, they all did in the end. I think that, there was that a kind of era. Yeah, um, I'd have to double check, so don't hold me for that. Uh, but no, I just just believe that again, we've got that chance where you don't put too much pressure on the youngsters, and they can go out and play without any fear. Yeah. That, that's my take on it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Did you watch agree. the game last night? Well, the Italy and Turkey game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I watched the first forty-five minutes. I, I, I like, should have watched paint dry. It was absolutely boring. <laughs> I mean, don't disrespect them, but it yeah. was boring. You know, they were they were constantly moaning and groaning, rolling around like they'd just been sniped. The most exciting thing was the car taking the ball out onto the pitch. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would. That was fun, little more controlled car, wasn't it? I mean, like, all that money they've paid to take a more controlled car yeah, to... That, that's going to be one of their children's gifts for their birthday, isn't it? That was an unwanted gift for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> now, the boy don't play with it. They, they... <laughs> Who actually thought of that? Who actually thought, do, do you know what? What we do, right? I mean, it's a clever bit of... This would be a laugh, wouldn't it? Clever bit of advertisement, because you know there's going to be a lot of kids that's watching that, and they're going to go... Mummy, Daddy, I want one of those. And you kind of go, Mum and Dad go, aren't oh, you? Well, you can get the football. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a look at Argos. <laughs> we're, we're, oh, they sold out. <laughs> that used to be the thing to me. Mum, I want one of No, they sold out, haven't sold they? Sold out, got them all. But yeah, uh, I watched most of the game. I missed the first 10 minutes because I uh, played football last night myself. And, uh, the second half livened up and I mean, I was speaking to my work colleague about Italy and um, I'm not fully sure about if it's all true but during the qualifiers they conceded I think it was like three goals. Hmm. They're very defensive, very compact and they, they make themselves very difficult to beat and I think that's been Italy's way for as long as I remember. And they've done that well but they did they, they played quite well uh, up top, they, you know, 3-0, your opening game. It's in Rome as well, even though Turkey was meant to be the home team, it, it was in Rome, but Italy were... Perhaps know. they just saw social distancing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But there's... Perhaps not, on amber warning. Not a bad start to, uh, to the Euros. There's a couple of games today, I know Wales play. Um, They've got lovely boy all. Lovely wheels, lovely. Later on, Denmark play Finland, and uh, Belgium play Russia. So it's a three tasty games uh, this afternoon. So hopefully, I've got a bit of a football fest to watch. We'll have to buy some more beer. Yeah, I hopefully have enough. <laughs> but there's, um, yeah, I'm quite quite excited about this one. 
it's, it's, it's definitely a, there's, there's a more of stealing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's because of the last World Cup where I know we went in, didn't think much of it, and we didn't play overly well, but it kind of brought the country together and kind yeah, of made I mean, us. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite passionate about England. You know, England's my team, and I'm very passionate about them. But it got. I was like, you kind of get to that last World Cup and you go, oh, they're just gonna let us down at the last hurdle mm. again and you kind of feel a bit I mean I no. think and in the end you're like bloody hell I mean we're, yeah. like, we're actually playing football yeah like how we should be playing football when I believe our life's pits when Kieran Trippier put in that free kick from uh, about 30 yards out against uh, oh, Croatia <laughs> in the semi-final and you just sat there and went I'm, I can't believe it I'm, I'm going to watch England in the final <laughs> like my, my excitement at that point I there <laughs> I'm pretty certain a bit of weed came out. <laughs> I, I got to that point where this is just... Pierce your pants! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I just kind of felt that buzz. Yeah. We, we got Croatia tomorrow. Croatia's team's three years old. I know there's a few England players that are at that tournament, they're at this one, that have got uh, three years more experience, but they're not, mm. they're not old. The no. Croatia can't, they're, they're a good team, but like you I said, mean, they're, they're sort of they're a bit older, a bit they're more mature. Aging squad, yeah. Mm. I mean, their best player is Luka Modric by country mile, and he is a top top quality player, professional. Um, obviously, he did play for the 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 spuds that we won't talk much about at all. But he he controls games mm. from midfield, and he is a very good playmaker. I think he's kind of getting into that set as being a bit like Pirlo where he doesn't have to run like a headless chicken he can consume his energy and just play in nice passes here and there and just keep it simple but I think England have got a couple of players that can do just as good yeah. or, and definitely can reach that type of level I think yeah um, Declan Rice for me is one of the most gifted defensive midfielders yeah. uh, holding midfielder or and he he just keeps it simple and West Ham have got a gem in their hands with him uh, Phillips from Leeds I, I think he's a blinding player and he may not start every game but I think with him you've got a good player if you're in the last 10 minutes of a game and you may be 2-1 up or 1-0 up you can bring him on and you know he's going to give you yeah. a solid 100% and he's going to He's not going to fluff about. He won't take chances. He will play the good, easy passes. He will, he, and he will support the defence. That's in the it. Best and I think way. I'm not just saying because obviously I'm a Leeds fan yeah. and he's you know a Leeds player, but I reckon this tournament will actually make will make him. Yes. Yeah. I think he. he I think he. I mean, he, he'll probably not probably end up being like him, but you know how how we said about Gaza, that was his yeah. And I think you know it might yeah. it might make him you know. Not as good as him, but yeah. it might make him like you know it made him that that kind of experience yeah. that he takes up. And being with an international setup, when he goes back to Leeds, goes back into pre-season training, he'll take so much knowledge yeah. of that, and that might help the other Leeds players raise their game slightly. I mean, they won't take it away from Leeds. Leeds done fantastic in the league. I think they're mm. definitely one of the surprise packages. Um, they'll set up right and they have their way of playing which I, I 
personally, I believe that's a, a good philosophy. It's that outcome in greatest team in the world. I mean, we're not going to talk yeah. about the greatest <laughs> Premiership team in the world. No, we're going to you know. talk about the greatest international <laughs> team in the world. Uh, but I, I kind of, I've got this feeling that with the youngsters, just play freely. Don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Mm. Play your game. You've got two players that are slightly out of form. They're the experienced players of Marcus Rashford and Raheem Sterling. Going into this international tournament, I think is a good thing for them. Yeah. Because form is temporary. They they once they switch it on and they could do it in the first couple of games in the group stages, or they could do it in the last sort of games when you're getting quarterfinals, semifinals. You, you want that. You want. It's not like you need to be the top top form because you can drop form as quickly as you can mm. pick up form. And I I, I believe with the other players of Grealish and Phil Foden, that'll help them as well because it will help them raise their game. And they have the experience they, to move, yeah. push them further. And they exactly. know that if they're not having the best of games, if they start in, after 60 minutes, 70 minutes, there's a good chance they'll come off for someone who will go for it. Jack Grealish for me is, if he starts games, he will be player of the tournament. Yeah, I've, I've thought that. I, I, I truly believe he is a wonderful talent. He may have to sort of knock out the the play acts in a bit. Uh, he, he rolls around a lot, but he does get kicked a lot. He draws in fouls. It's the way he plays. and But they all do it now, don't they? I mean, yeah, I mean, but you do see how many times he gets fouled in, in a game. You're like, wow. But he gets back, like, he gets back up and he's like, right, I'm going to run at him again. Like, and you're just like, yes, yes. <laughs> That's the is, spirit we need. You want that. You spirit want, of the lion. Go on, keep going. And I think he, him and Phil Foden, the closest mm, thing to a yeah. Paul Gascoigne that we've ever had. Yeah. Like Paul Gascoigne or Paul Skulls, that type of a player who can who can take on a game. And I, I truly believe that semi-finals is is reachable. And I'll be quite I'll be proud of them. Just turn up uh, and do that. I best. do think semi-final. But then we we've, we've obviously got that. If we we there was got that little is it Group F. Yeah, that, yeah, group at, uh, that killer of a group, isn't it? I mean, come on, France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. Do you know what I say to that? Come on, Hungary. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, I mean, they got to be hungry for it, haven't they? they there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be one major country that isn't going to get through. That's that's quite that's one. Mm. Um, that's a, a big 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 country that's not going to get through who who do you reckon your two that will go through what from that group yeah hmm see I, I think I think Germany yeah I reckon Germany they've got quite a young squad coming mm. through haven't they I mean, and I'd like to see Hungary a second actually I'd like I can't to see, see it no but do you know what up and you never know. Every now and again, you do get one of them, one of them tournaments where an underdog does really well. Two thousand four, Greece won it. Well, yeah, do, yeah. Do you know what I mean, I mean and, and you can't. No one ever thought Greece would have won the tournament, but they did, and they, yeah, they beat Portugal on their in Portugal's backyard, basically, and yeah, that's an amazing achievement. They haven't done. Well, no one since. knew any of their players. No, they were Stelios. Stelios and Stavros. And Papalos. And Papadopolopoulos. Mr. Papadopolopoulos. Yeah. yeah. A lot of loss. <laughs> but there's, there's, um, 
you we kind of got to go if if Germany goes through I see France going through because I think they're probably one of one of the favourites to win I think they'll win the tournament I mean they, their squad depth mm. is massive I mean some of the players that haven't gone you look at Lacazette that didn't go yeah, why and <laughs> I don't think Dembele went and there's so just the absolute the squad depth they've got is unbelievable um, their front the strikers they've taken Mape uh, Benzema who's had a really good season mm. at Real Madrid where Real Madrid didn't have the best season themselves he personally had a good season um, you have Griezmann who again didn't have the best season at Barcelona but he he turns it on in tournaments doesn't he, he yeah he's... He, he's got that little bit about him and uh, you know Giroud who I believe has never let France down ever no. He's for, I know he got a lot of stick when he first came to Arsenal because they were like, "Well, there's no movement. He's, he's slow. All he is is a target man. He's much more than a target man. He he's got a little bit. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's Very got a player. bit of silk and clark. Mm. It's like he's got that je ne sais quoi in he about him. He's he's learned French. I've learned French. So I've done Portuguese and French in two wow. podcasts. Like that. Japanese next. Uh, but no, I, I, I think France are probably the favourites. Um, so I, I'm, I'm probably going France and Germany to go through. Mm. Germany, a very good tournament team, and they, they, they always turn up at tournaments, even if they struggle to get there. Yeah, they got a young squad. But then, if if we do see those two go up, and we England be playing either one of those two yeah. at the next stage of the, of the tournament and you're thinking if we play against either one of those you know we're we're I, stuffed I don't want to say we're stuffed I kind of that's what believe defensively we're, we're not brilliant but I think we I think as England fans we've got to remember the game's gone a long 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 way from the old fashioned English centre backs that were strong yeah. and physical no nonsense. The likes of John Terry, Sol Campbell, Rio Ferdinand, Tony Adams, all of, you know, Gareth Southgate as well was a very good centre back. And I kind of you kind of, you don't have them centre backs coming through. You have more ball playing centre backs, ones that are comfortable for goalkeepers to release the ball to them and things like that. So you've got John Stones who. <laughs> It's probably the nearest thing to a Rio Ferdinand as a ball-playing centre-back. You know, they said with Rio, he was like a Rolls-Royce, weren't he? Hmm. He just moved out so smoothly and he just so calm. John Stone's a little bit like that. Maguire, Maguire does his best. He tries to put his 50 pence head on everything. And I think sometimes you do kind of need that. Um, maybe a bit of skill. And I think as long as he keeps his composure and if he's injury-free... Uh, he said he's back in training, but they're not sure he'd play in the Croatia game. Uh, I, I kind of, well, I do. It seems a waste of taking him, isn't it? If, he's, if you're injured, then... Again, I think a bit like Jordan Henderson, he's gone more because of his experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, having per, uh, played at the previous World Cup. And now I think that, I know I had a couple of friends that said, oh, why are we taking Jordan Henderson? None of our centre midfielders has gone to a major international tournament at senior level. And I think you kind yeah. of, even if he's not 
playing or start or starting. He, he will play some part in the tournament. There's no doubt about it. But he's there with the squad and he's going to help the youngsters to come through. And you got to remember, this is a player that has won the Premier League, the Champions League, and uh, the World Club Cup or whatever it's called um, <laughs> with Liverpool. You know, Harry Maguire. He hasn't won anything domestically, but he is. You know, he's a sort of a, a stonewall star if he's not injured. So it's the experience factor, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it, but the centre backs behind him, you've got uh, Connor Cody, who at Wolves, who is absolutely he's a beast, and he does remind you of a little bit of the old-fashioned type of centre backs, but he's got a little bit more about him. He's he looks a good player. And He's more skillful. Yeah. Doesn't go in and. Yeah. And lunge uh, in. Who's the one that got called up? Uh, ben White at Brighton. He looks quite a good talent. He's young. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know whether you'd be start. I don't think you'd be starting him. And I'm not sure he'd come on as a sub. But being in and around that squad will help him progress in his career. Who just. Being there is enough, isn't it? Yes. I mean, yeah, being around the squad. You remember Theo Walcott got taken to uh, yeah. the 2006 World Cup? He never played a minute for mm. Arsenal that season. We brought him in January. You know, he's gone to the World Cup. And uh, everyone was like, well, why is he taking a 17-year-old that's not played a minute of football? Yeah. But he came back with so much experience being around yeah. players like Beckham and all of these top top international players and he comes back a different player you know he went out as a kid and he come back I'm a man and I'm, I'm looking to play at Arsenal now I've been to an international tournament let me play and he kind of started to get a few more goals didn't he yeah. it took him a little while to sort of get going but he did he do do really well as he was getting through um, but no I just think this this is a um, a, a sh- a good young squad that can go out and surprise a few teams. It definitely will. It is. I think. I think we can reach a semi-final. Yeah. But I guess we, we've got to be realistic as well. If we yeah. get a team like that in in the next round, royally, we're yeah. But will, then we're hoping. Then we'll see. You know, things different things happen. You I know. I actually fancy our chances against Germany. I think they're in a similar boat to us. Uh, again, it's another youthful team. Um, Havertz scored the winner in the Champions League final, didn't he? So he's a he's a good uh, winger. And then uh, you kind of, and then you, you kind of look at some of the like Serge Gnabry. Um, Arsenal let him go a few years back because they didn't see him getting into the first team. So he let him go. He's now at Bayern Munich, playing wonders hmm. and looking yeah. like a proper star for Germany. And then you got Timo Werner. Um, hasn't really hit the heights at Chelsea. Uh, maybe he hasn't adjusted to Premier League football just as yet. But internationally, you never know. He could be the, the starter that, that wins a golden boot. You, you don't know with that. But out of the two, I'd rather face Germany than France. Um, and then hope to get France a little bit later on and you can build that momentum of winning. We'll see. This is the great thing about these tournaments. You, there's so many ifs and buts. Exactly. And you need a little bit of luck on your side as well. Yeah, as Jimmy Grease says, it's a funny old game. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I want to ask you 
what would be your starting eleven if all are fit against Croatia? Can I not pick myself? Of course you can. Have you been called up? I'm still waiting for my call up. No, I obviously well, with work and stuff, you know, I, I couldn't get a time off. Yeah, yeah. Because I only, only get like three weeks holiday, so I, I didn't think I'd be a... I think it would be unfair if I, if I was picked because Harry Kane won't play. Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't want to show him up. Yeah. We don't want those Spurs fans complaining, do we? No, no. No, no that's it. <laughs> but no, what would be your, your starting 11 then? See... I think I'd go for Pickford in goal. Okay. Because I think as a, he, he's quite young. He's still got experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously the World Cup, he was an outstanding goalie in he the World did, Cup. Yeah, yeah. He looked like the the kid from uh, This Is England. Do you remember the film This Is England, that little boy? So I thought he looked like the, the kid from Coronation Street, which was a Chesney, <laughs> <laughs> with a big dog. <laughs> The dog was bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, so I love Chesney and Cole. <laughs> yeah, because I just think he did. He's, he's got. He, he's he's only young, but he's got so much experience as a goalie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's been to a major tournament. I, I'll get what you're saying with that. Yeah. Then I'll go. My four. Yeah. Will be Walker, Stones, Cody, and Shaw. Right. Okay. Yeah. That that's where they're going to play that particular order. That just, yeah, they can't play left back you went or right, right back. Right to left, didn't you? Yeah. 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 That's no, all right. I'm with you. Yeah. But I don't care. They can play wherever I tell them to play. Yeah. You're you're gaffer. Yeah. Do as do as you say. I put them in goal. I don't care. You play where I <laughs> you play where I tell you, mate. There's millions of kids out there. I'm gonna die if I put that shirt on. <laughs> okay. Your midfield. So I would go Trippier. Okay. Oh, you are going a little bit. Oh. Is he on the wing? Yeah, of course. Okay, fair enough. And then I have Phillips. Yeah. Because he plays for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> no bias there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking I'd play Grealish from the other side. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, mm. I do like Grealish. He, he's a good, good player. And then is that your three midfield? Alright, who you got up top? Mm, see, you've got to pick Kane, haven't you? Oh, he was so close to saying nil. No, you're, you're on a subs bench. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Make an impact, yeah. yeah. yeah you probably won't get on. No. I'm well, left, the, left back in the changing rooms. I'm there for the experience, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Theo Walcott. You'll make an experienced player out between yeah. the age of yeah. 37. <laughs> I still got it, Gareth. It's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> if he puts a shot on, that'd be great, wouldn't uh, it? Yes, I, still, I still got it, boys. I want him to take his waistcoat, the waistcoat again. I think that brought good luck. Oh no, it was so last season. No, no, he, he, he wore that, and then apparently the sales of waistcoats went up like massively. Like, I don't know where people just went out and bought waistcoats. They might not have had suits, they just went, Gav's got one of them. What, waistcoat, tracky bottoms, and a pair of trainers? Yeah. Proper management now, <laughs> and a flat catch. Just a You're not sure if you want to be the fashionable one. Up, <laughs> he can warm up and he can look. <laughs> just want to be a little, little bit way, a little bit woo. So Kane's up top. Of course, you've got to pick Kane, haven't you? I you mean, have, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't like Kane. But as an England player, 
he performs for England. Yeah, and he took you know, 34 goals in mm. 53 games. You can't, you can't knock a ratio like that in international football. Um, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I think he is the best, best striker England's got. Um, following behind is probably uh, Dominic Calvin-Lewin from Everton. I think he's an absolute brilliant striker, but he, he fits competition. But he's a good player to bring on, you know, when you're wanting sank. And I don't know whether anyone noticed, but the man has a jump like anything. He literally jumped <laughs> over a man, over a centre back that was like six foot tall. I looked at him thinking, I can't even get about half a foot off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I win probably the most simplest of headers ever, but <laughs> make it look good. <laughs> but yeah, Kane up top. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Sir Rashford. Sir Rashford, yeah. yeah. Okay, he does yeah. one as a skull dinners. He does, and I won't hold it against him. He He's passionate about that, and yeah. he wanted to help people that are a bit underprivileged, and, and having his background where he was underprivileged. Exactly. I think it, 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 that's a great thing. Um, During that whole that period of lockdown, what he'd done was simply yeah. amazing. You know, he hit poverty as a child, and it was yeah. like, you need to do something for these. And help them. Because mm. the, the thing is, he's... We're going to come a little bit away from football about this. Um, during the lockdown, money was tight for a lot of people. Mm. You know, if you're not working, you're on furlough scheme. You're not taking full amount home. But bills still had to be paid. Rent had to be paid. You still need to buy food. And a lot of these parents were getting what they called, like, their children was allowed school dinners because they qualified to yeah. allow that. If they're not going to school, they couldn't get them. So he worked really hard and done really well to get that. Um, so yeah, my Sir Ashford. Sir Ashford, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, I'd have. He's a good man. Then uh, my last one, obviously, you've been picked to the post by this guy. I'm sorry, but he's. I'd, I'd have to pick Calvert Lewin over you. I'm sorry. You've been picked to the he post. Jumps higher than me, so yeah. I allow it. Yeah. So, but I'm on the bench still. You're on the bench. I'm on yeah. the bench. Right? I can come on, and make a difference. You can could. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be a really good sort of like mascot. I can get the team pumped up and really excited for the game. <laughs> Dress up as a lion. Yeah. Do <laughs> 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 John Barnes rap and <laughs> things like that. Just get them a little bit pump, pumped up. But I, I just can't. <laughs> Rory the lion. <laughs> Rory the... <laughs> Well, he never gives up, does he? <laughs> but I, I like it. I like it. Um, probably a little bit out of balance, but sometimes you've got to go don't a care. little bit differently, don't you? That's you, where they're going to play, I don't care. You don't? You, you no, no, no. Them. Am I allowed to tell you my team? If you like, I don't mind. Thanks. I, I've got two written down, and one is if players... What, two players? Yeah, just two players. Me and you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> 100% boss. But, so, if uh, if everyone's fit, now, I like your idea of Pickford, but I just think, for me, Henderson just, just pick, just gets there because he's, he's had a few good seasons. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's a very good goalie. Um, I, I'm going to go four at the back. 
I'm going to go Carl Walker at right back. Cool. I'm going to go Chilwell at left back because I think he's been absolutely brilliant at Chelsea. He's had a really good season. He was always consistent at Leicester as well. Uh, my two centre-backs, I'm going to go for probably experience more than anything and that will be John Stones and Harry Maguire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, just because they have that experience of, of international competition. Um, Connor Cody was very close. It was a real mix-up. Uh, who to go for? My sitting defensive—I wouldn't say defensive midfield. My sitting midfielder would be Declan Rice. I didn't think of him. Yeah, he's yeah, good player. He is, and I think at some point it'd be an, it'd be a player that that you can build a, a team around. Yeah, as he gets more and more experience and gets a bit older, he's still. A, He's still a young man, but he seems to he seems to have been on in the game for yeah. about a million years. But um, and then I'm going to go quite attacking with uh, Mason Mount as a box to box midfielder and uh, Jack Grealish as my playmaker, mm. just because I know he can he he can just make something out of nothing. He has got that ability to turn a game. Uh, obviously, me up front. No, Harry Kane. On the left, I'm going to go Raheem Sterling because I'm pretty certain he is going to. He's just going to explode into a game at some point. I think it, he didn't have the best of seasons, and uh, I know a lot of people say where well, he shouldn't have gone. Can't that? He's the most experienced player England's yeah. got, and I think for England, for me, he's never let us down. Um, he's always gave 100% and a top top player he was out of him or Rashford and for me I think Sterling just just tipped it yeah yeah, just, very, yeah marginal on the right I'm going to go Phil Foden I think that wow yeah he's an absolute talent absolutely a beast of a player and he will be he'll be well class at some point yeah he's uh, sick probably sick yeah probably sick yeah <laughs> So that, that would be if everyone is fit. If not, then again I'm going Henderson in goal. I'm playing three at the back with uh, Walker, Stones and Cody. I'm going to have wing backs of Trippier and Chilwell. Yeah, Trippier, he won the league with Athletic and Madrid. Yeah. He's a, good, he's a good player and again, the last World Cup, his delivery he, he was better than the postman oh it's got he, he delivered everything <laughs> better than Pat yeah first class I'm telling you um, <laughs> I'm straight there oh, I'm God, straight God. there oh no Rice and Mount in the middle yep so you've got a holder and a box to box uh, Sterling on the uh, right Grealish on the left and then again Kane up top and I think for me that's that it's youthful and and experienced enough. You've got a balance. Yes, yeah, yeah I've got the balance. We know our football manager. <laughs> we played it quite a lot. Yeah, I mean you don't, you don't learn a thing unless you got made meds to the championship, I'm telling you. Well done. Exactly. I'm almost like Jay out of the in-betweeners. Oh. Completed it, mate. <laughs> don't watch Hamlet with my team. <laughs> so yeah, so 
couple of questions for you. Plum in the hot seat of mastermind. I know. Dum, 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 dum. You'll win a dum, dum. <laughs> Don't we get done for copyright? <laughs> <laughs> if you could take one player from any England uh, European squad oh. to this one, who would it be? Gaza. Gaza. Straight away, Gaza. Gaza. Pure class. I'm going to go. I, I went with Gaza and uh, Tony Adams. Yeah. Um, again, that leadership. And he was a defender that just put everything behind it. He left everything on the pitch. And it was tough call because you've had players like Bex, Skulls, uh, you know, Ashley Cole. Probably the best left back we've ever had. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Like another player's been around for years. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Kenny Sanson as such. Um, no. I was very young when he was when he was playing for England. I know he was a very good player and yeah, I think he got something like 79 caps for England. But I think for me, Ashley Cole, even though he broke Arsenal's hearts, should never have gone to Chelsea. He could have gone anywhere. Exactly. And then, he, then he broke Cheryl's heart, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, if a man will cheat on his football club, he'll definitely cheat on his wife. Clearly, he wasn't worth it. <laughs> so, uh, my next question is, how do we deal with penalties, knowing that we've stumbled a few times? It's always been our fault, wasn't it? Penalties. I think so. We've I mean, always just gone into penalties and... See, like I said earlier, I mean, penalties are difficult. They're, you think you, you, you're quite close to the goal. Yeah. But... You're walking from the halfway line. The halfway That's line. That's a long walk. Yeah. Why would they make people stand on the up? I'd get jelly legs. I wouldn't be able to get to the box in time. My legs uh, go yeah. blah, 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 like that. And I'm done. Like, <laughs> your ass is going like a good one. Yeah. You know, like, and you're walking to, and, and you see the goalie stood in front of you and he is obviously giving you some yeah. verbal or whatever. And you think, oh, yeah. And I, think it's, I think it's just composure, isn't it? I it's just sort of confidence and composure. The, the hardest thing for penalties is what goal you're going. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, behind the goal, you've got your fans. Now, it's a, it's a toss-up between whether you're shooting in front of your fans or your opposition fans. Mm, yeah. Now, that, that's got to bring a different atmosphere. And I, I don't know about you, I think my flappers be going. I really were... Um, and I, I, I always thought I was quite a calm penalty taker. I probably scored more than I missed, and and I always had quite a, a good technique at them. And it low and hard, low and hard, <laughs> and into the post. But I don't know. I, I just think that, yeah, as you said, that walk up. And if you're not shooting towards your fans, I know you can get that that feeling that if you are shooting towards the opposite team's fans, and you score. You can have that little bit of banter and that little bit of just turn around like turn the screw a yeah, little bit. Just like, turn around like Stuart Pearce. Come yeah, on, yeah, come that, on. That, that, that penalty against Spain in '96. I mean, I think everyone felt for him in '1990 when he missed that penalty. Yeah, six years before he'd missed that, and I think that was his that was his opportunity to shine. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, well done. Yeah, that's well done, Stuart. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 um, 
I'd ha they, they called him psycho, but he was actually very reserved and calm, apparently. It, but mm. it was just emotions got over him. And I just, yeah, I've, that, that penalty against Spain was, was it, where he, yeah, you can tell. And, it and all built tears, up. and you can yeah. see the passion. And yeah, that build-up of that mm. just to show, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Well, I'm, I've scored it. I've, I've redeemed myself as such. But uh, the other thing is, is I'd say uh, Henderson, don't take any penalties, mate. Just leave it out, son. I, I would rather sub Gareth Southgate to so take a penalty. Yeah. He can get his redemption. <laughs> do you reckon... Or shank another one. <laughs> <laughs> In his brown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and his waistcoat. Yes. Yeah. I just kind of, I don't know, I, I feel with penalties, we, we did win that penalty shootout against Colombia, and I know every England fan, when it hit penalties, we all went, oh, not again, mm. because that's what, so many tournaments that we've been knocked out on penalties, and you just do go, come on, our, our luck has got to change at some point, and it did, I don't know whether I'm as confident with penalties now, um, knowing that our vice captain of Henderson might go, hey, I'll take one. No, no, you're not. No, no, no. No, no. no. Sit down. Sit down. Shut up. Clap your players. Be, be the leader. <laughs> Just clap. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Um, Just give it a penalties. Just stop penalties. Do next goal wins. <laughs> Just, just play you, for a week. Do you remember when they um, they did do golden goal at extra time? Didn't that they? was next goal wins, really, yeah. wasn't it? Euro '96, they they brought in, and I think he was at he was definitely at Euro 2000 because that's when France won it. Um, yeah. David Tracer Gay scored that goal. I mean, it was a cracking goal, and she kind of go wow. And I, this is one of the things that you can look at countries. They won the World Cup in '98. They won the Euros in 2000. They went to 2002 World Cup, being tipped to be the winners because they yeah. thought they were going to be complete dominant. And they got knocked out in the group stages. And that weren't a bad side either. That still had like that had a Thierry Henry that was top goal scorer in the Premier yeah. League and won the double. They still had David Trezeguet. They still had Zinedine Zidane. Uh, Robert Perez, Anelka, uh, Vieira in the middle. But that's that's a, a pure class good, good quality squad. Mm. So every now and again, you can look at it and go, "There's a big team that's going to lose out," and definitely there is one in Group F. We can we can tell yeah. that. Um, but oh, and that's where you kind of go, yeah, get a little bit giddy. We haven't got that. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got that. Um, that pressure on us to go, yeah, we're going to win it this time. We've got the golden generation. No, no, we've got a very good young squad. We've got a good chance. Yeah. Good chance. I think semi-finals is our, is is the target. Get to semi-finals and then hope a little bit luck's on our side. Now, we haven't mentioned probably one of the other countries that is probably favourite, one of the favourites, and that is Belgium. I was just thinking, yeah. They, They're a good side, aren't they? They've got some real... T you know, Kevin De Bruyne is probably one of the world's best. It, it, in his position, he is top, top. Yeah, 
Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard, I mean, at Chelsea, he was unplayable sometimes. At Real Madrid, yeah. it hasn't hit, he hasn't worked out for him so far. He, he may have a different season next season, you never know. And he looks like he's put on a little bit of weight, which also shows the top that I'm wearing today makes me look like I've put on a lot of weight as well. Yeah. There's bulges. 1990, welcome. That's, that's what they call like muscle fit. Yes, yes. Yeah. We've, and we got unrelaxed muscle. No relaxed muscle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Muscle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with that. Who needs a six pack when you've got one pack? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Belgium. <laughs> Would, I think they can surprise people. They they can, I reckon they'll be a surprise because they're, yeah. they're a good team. They've done all right in the last World Cup. They just fell, didn't they, mm. at the semi-finals against France. I think they can go far. Yeah, they they uh, they came third in the World Cup. That that's a horrible match to play, isn't it? The you really have done your research, haven't you? Yeah, I, I remember it. England lost semi-final against Croatia. Belgium lost semi-final against um, France. France won it. Croatia was they come second, yeah. and then there's that game of the semi-finalists that lose. No one wants to play that game, do they? No. No one wants to be no. remembered for coming third place in a international tournament. You want to say, well, it's not the Olympics. At least you tried. <laughs> it is kind of. I wish I got on the plane back home. And <laughs> good effort. Well get a done. Bit of my holiday. <laughs> but no, they have got some very good players, and if they all turn up, they can be a force. Um, Holland, I think they're missing some players, and they Van Dyke's still out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he's been taken. I don't think he got into the squad because he just, you know, he was injured pretty much most of the season. Um, so that they haven't quite got that that strength at the back that they they would have had. They've always got good players, but I think they they will just just fall, just sort of like yeah yeah. Uh, who else are we thinking of in, in this tournament? You've got Wales. What do you reckon their chances are? What, Bayer FC? Bale FC, I love yeah. it. Um, if he's not playing golf, sometimes he plays football. Sometimes he plays football, yeah. yeah. But best player, the best player in the tournament. I reckon he might get golden boot. Yeah. Yeah, outstanding, pure class player. Yeah. Just never sold him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's my feelings on him, really. <laughs> Uh, again, Italy. I think they will be a dark horse. They might be worth a pound bet. Each way. Each way. Yeah. <laughs> they might come in the top two. Um, Russia in Group B. So Group B's got Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Yeah. You know what? Russia could be a quite a surprise. They. Yeah. They might get through. Um, group C. Austria, Macedonia, uh, North Macedonia, sorry, uh, Holland and Ukraine. I kind of expect Holland to get through, uh, and then I believe second place will probably be out of Austria. I think Austria, Ukraine. second place. They're difficult to play against. Mm. England found it hard to play against them. Uh, they don't attack much, but they can. They're quite solid at the back. Uh, then Group E. We haven't really spoke about Group E. Poland, Slovakia, 
uh, Spain and Sweden. Now Spain's got problems. A couple of their players have contracted the COVIDs. The Rona. The Rona. Now, can if that spreads around the squad a bit, you, you could be looking at a very slim squad. And they're not as good as what they were. They don't have the same players that they had where they had the Iniestas and Shadis, mm. Fabregas, Torres and all of them. They're not as such a strong squad. So I'm not 100% certain about them. Poland, they they always a strong strong team. So I reckon they can finish first in that group. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, I've got a feeling Sweden might finish first. So I thought second for Sweden. I, the only reason I go Sweden is, and I don't like the player. I, As a player, I respect him. As a personality, I think he's a complete tool. Is that Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Say that again. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Big nose. He's. I can understand he can be cocky because he's one things. That I can get. Yeah. I'd have no issues with that. My problem is, is he talks about himself as a third person, and you kind of go, "Can't I leave it out, mate? <laughs> You're good." <laughs> But you, you're not good. Good. You've, he's he's played at big teams. You know he went to Barcelona. That Barcelona had Thierry Henry and uh, Messi. He weren't really needed. Just warm the bench up. Just just there, just to be an ego. You know, he was. He's played at all three. I'm sure Prince only played at all three of the big Italian teams: uh, Juventus, Inter, and AC. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty certain he has. I know he has played for Juventus and AC. He's at, he's at AC at the moment. They're big teams. You know, he went off to... He went to Man United. He won Europa League with Man United and FA Cup. It's Man United. I think his ego is bigger than the trophies he's actually won. Yeah, and I think he's kind of... He sort of I turn up and we win things. You know, they're all winning things before you was there, mate. <laughs> My God! Uh, and Another you, Gareth Bale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a little bit. You only win because of me. Yeah, I'm a legend. <laughs> I should be thought of as the best player in the world. No, he went out to LA Galaxy. Now, I'm not being funny. Amer- American, I'm going to call it football. Well, soccer. Yeah, it's not the best football in the world, is it? No, I reckon I'll probably get a game. Yeah, I, I, there's some games that you watch on TV and you're like, oh, they're quite slow, actually. They're not. After the Chicago Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando Fire and things like that. <laughs> well, I mean, things like yeah, that. The Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Beckham owns a club out there. Please Phil and Gary and Mickey Button skulls he bought south of. <laughs> like, <these> <laughs> and he's still trying to get a game. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of go, don't, be professional about your game. Don't go out there and say, I'm this, I'm that. Go out there and say, our team will go out and do well. Our team will Yeah, there's well. no I in exactly. team. But there is an E. Yeah. And Teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's a me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, what else do we want to get through about this? We've covered quite a lot. We have. Oh, no. Oh. no sorry. My 
the, the one that I've used. got it in just at last knockings. Uh, I have, yeah, and um, we will be wrapping up quite shortly. So, your uh, England's uh, greatest 11. Oh, bloody hell. She has semen. I, yeah, I've got semen, yeah. Hmm. It's a tough one. It is. There were some top, top players, but there's been some very underperforming players as well, hasn't there? So you'd have to pick Neville because he was, do you know? Yeah. If if I was around when Viv Anderson mm. was playing, I I may have gone for Viv. Uh, but just knowing how good he was as a player. Um, but yeah, I think that because of consistency and what he'd done at club level and how he was consistent from Euro 96 onwards for England, yeah, Gary Neville for me as well. She have Ashley Cole, Teddy Sherman, Shearer and Gaza. That, the, the forward line was probably the hardest for me. Shearer and Gaza. Uh, well, sorry, Shearer and Teddy. You're going Shearer and Teddy? Shearer okay, and Teddy. Yeah, yeah all right. Um, what about uh, your left back? Left back. You're going Cashley like me? Yeah, you have to go Ashley Cole, wouldn't you? Yeah, ain't you? Mm. Yeah. Your centre-backs. Ooh... No, I've got an old school in there. So I would probably go me centre back. <laughs> and Razor Rudder. <laughs> Razor Rudder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, for me, I went Tony Adams. Oh, yes. Because he's he, he, absolutely brilliant, weren't he? On his day. Apart from when Marco Van Basten tore him up a little bit. We won't talk about that. Um, Bobby Moore as well. England captain in '66 yeah. World Cup final. You just can't, you can't say no to that, can you? I mean, he was a gentleman, a proper competitor, and a winner. And he was very loyal to his club, yeah. West Ham, as well. And uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I've gone. It's kind of one holding, two out wide. And then I've got a playmaker and two strikers. So my out wide, I've got David Beckham on the right, just because I think he was so professional. He was such a good player and he was easy to watch. Um, Cross the ball like anything. As a striker, I'd have loved to have played football with him because he'd find you in the box. He was, he was brilliant. On the left, and I know it's not fully his actual position, I've gone Gaza. Mm. Kind of, give him a bit of free roll, start off on the left, but you can move in centrally. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And then, me holding midfielder, and I know he's not really a holding midfielder, uh, I've gone Ray Wilkins. Oh. See, I like Ray. He was a, a good, good good professional and a nice man uh, I've, I've known a couple of people that have met him and they said he was brilliant mm. uh, Kevin Keegan is my playmaker Kevin Keegan Kevin Keegan yeah oh. then up top Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney I think Wayne Rooney's top England goal scorer on his day he could beat anyone and Alan Shearer was an absolute beast of a striker 
and never let England down once. So I think that's for me. Good choice. Yeah, yeah I like it now. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. Threw you a curveball again, didn't I? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have enough time to prepare. <laughs> She gave me a week's notice. I would have run it all down. I told you I was gonna. I was gonna. Pull I, out I would have bought in the physio, which physio, which assistant manager. Lewin, <laughs> the physio's Lewin all the way. Um, but no, I, I kind of, Who would be the manager? Your England manager to manage that team. It would be the best manager England never had. Mike Gutter. Brian Clough. Okay, right then. Fair enough. I'm with you. I'd, 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 yeah, probably Brian Clough or Bobby Robson for me. I think that'd be the the special for it. I think they, yeah, both of them could bring out the, the best out of them players. Mike Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it, I watched it earlier on. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's us done for the day. That is. I hope you all uh, have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the tournament. And we'll catch you very soon. Don't have any too many Bindaloos, neither. No, no. No? No. There's me, mum, dad and Grant off to Port Alou. Shh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. It's a good night from me. Much love. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>